you go down your list of words, there's no question. You'll want to see all your many lovers that's waiting there for you. And if you feel that you've shared your story, With the last one that wants to hear how you made it through. Look for me, for I will be there too. I realize when you arrive, Trust and obey, 
trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey well I'm so glad that Jesus set me free I'm so glad that Jesus set me free I'm so glad that Jesus set me free Singing glory, hallelujah, my Jesus set me free Well, old Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free Singing glory, hallelujah, my Jesus set me free Well, I'm so glad that Jesus set me free I'm so glad that Jesus set me free I'm so glad that Jesus set me free Singing glory, hallelujah, my Jesus set me free Now he's filled me with his spirit since Jesus set me free He's filled me with his spirit since Jesus free He's filled me with his spirit Jesus set me free Singing glory, hallelujah, my Jesus set me free. Now I'm on my way to heaven, since Jesus set me free. I'm on my way to heaven, since Jesus set me free. I'm on my way to heaven, since Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah, my Jesus set me free. Well, I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah, my Jesus set me free. Well, he set me free, yeah, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison from me. Well, I'm glory bound by Jesus to see. Well, glory to God, he set me free, yeah, he set me free, he set me free, he broke the bonds of prison from me, well, I'm glory bound, my Jesus to see, well, glory to God, he set me free, yes, I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah, my Jesus set me free. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. Let's drop it down here. Goodness. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. Let's sing it one more time. Well, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change. Let's do it one more time. Yeah. My, that sounds so good. Huh? 
Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Yeah. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Oh, Since I lay my burdens down, I will shout and sing his praises. Since I lay.
to see who had the suit on. <laughs> That's what we do when we were wondering who's going to speak for us that evening. Come see which one wore the suit and tie. I fooled you. Don't have a suit and tie on, but I do have the robe of righteousness. And that's why I can stand before you this evening. Brother Pruitt did not ask me to speak until service was over this morning. And I looked at him and I said, tonight? And the Lord said, why not? I said, okay. Always something burning in my heart. And I've had something burning in my heart for a few weeks. And I shared it one night too early, Larry, with you. But I'm going to share it this evening if you come for some revelation. I don't have any new revelations. I don't have anything new to say. Nothing you haven't already heard. But I hope that I can exhort you. And that I can encourage you in some way. 
because that's what we come to do. It's been a beautiful worship service this evening. It's been a beautiful time that we've come together to lift up the name of Jesus. And that's why we come, is to lift up his name. I'd like to ask you tonight to turn to the 13th chapter of Romans and take your Bibles out and read along with me. I'm new at this. Something this is just my second time of breaking the bread before you and to sit under people like Pastor Pruitt and, and Brother, doing this for you? Or is this something that's going to be burned up? See, I even think about, I think about that. God, I want to do this in your name because if it's not doing it to benefit you or to further your kingdom, then it's not going to matter. It's just one of those things I can work myself to a phrase for. But it matters what we do for the cause of Christ. And if what you do for the cause of Christ is to pay your homage by attending a service a week or a service a month, it's not going to get it. We've got to do more. We've got to do more. You know that saying, well, I, I wish I could do more. You can do more. If you're at home and you can't get out, start making some phone calls. Start spending a little more time in the, the prayer closet. Start spending a little more time in the Word. If you're able to get out and visit in the evenings, get out and visit somebody. Call somebody on the phone, encourage them, send them a card. Let them know that you wasn't here. There is more we can do. We can come to Sunday school. We need Sunday school teachers. We need some people to fill in. There's some slack that needs to be picked up. We don't want to be found with wantonness, with spiritual lacking. We don't want that. It's high time that we awake, that we arise out of our slumber, that we get up on our knees and we stand tall for the cause of Christ, that we further his kingdom. We all have a job to do. The responsibility is laid upon each one of us, not just the pastor, not just the Sunday school teachers, not the Sunday school superintendent, not the, those that teach in our classes, but the responsibility of everyone that you see in this building is yours. And we will all stand account for what we do for our brothers and sisters, for the cause of Christ to further his kingdom. The altars are not just mourner's benches. This, to me, is where I come to the foot of the cross when I come and kneel here. It's not for just bad people. It's not just for sinners. It's strength. When you come into the house and you come forward and you kneel down before your heavenly Father, it's where we find our strength. But the enemy will tell you if you go to the altar, they'll think you're sinning and you're doing wrong, so don't go. That is a lie. It's a lie. Don't believe the lie. When you come to the house and you're weak, come and kneel down and ask for strength. Don't be ashamed to come forward, to kneel with your brothers and sisters, to lift one another up, to be encouraged. I thank him tonight for the opportunity to stand before you. I thank him tonight that I'm encouraged in my heart that we're going to see a mighty harvest. Carl, I believe that we are going to see the Holy Ghost sweep through this place in a way that we've never seen before. I remembered and I'm waiting and I'm looking for that time. And one more thing as I close. I'm finished. And I hope you've gotten something out of this this evening. But one more thing. We're in a Pentecostal church. And I hope I'm one of those old-fashioned old Pentecostal people. I wasn't raised that way. But the Holy Ghost wouldn't let me go until I found that way. He placed a hole right here. And no matter how much they told me to find sanctification, well, I just pray to be sanctified. I pray, God, sanctify me holy. Set me apart. Do that in me. And the Lord would bless me real good. And I think, oh, I'm, I'm sanctified holy. And that hunger was still there. It still burned inside of me that there's more, there's more, there's more. And I said, God, what's the more? What are you trying to tell me? What's the more? And I'm trying to tell you tonight, if you feel lacking, if you feel that there's more, but you haven't figured out what it is, start seeking the infilling of the Holy Ghost. You need it. It's the hour. 
The night is far spent. It's the hour that you need the power to be the witnesses that he said he would make us to be. It's a boldness. Does it make you better? No. Does it give you anything more? Only the help that you need to stand. When I feel weak, the Holy Ghost comes along and says, Come on, Susan, pick it up, we're going on. When I feel like I can't stand no more, the Holy Ghost comes in and he begins to fill me again and that well of water begins to spring up again. And I said, yes, I can. The enemy is not going to defeat me. I will not lose the battle. I've won. And you know what? That's what he does. He gives you the strength and he encourages you. He is your helper. He is the one that comes and he abides around you. And when the Holy Ghost begins to move inside of you, there is a stirring that is unexplainable. It's a stirring inside that all you feel so overwhelmed and overjoyed and you feel so special. Everybody likes to feel special. There's not one of you here that doesn't get encouraged when somebody tells you or compliments you or says something nice to you, or does something nice for you. But see, that's what the Holy Ghost does. He makes me feel special. He comes inside. He lives in me. He fills me when I'm weak. He strengthens me when I'm weak. We need all the help we can get. Take down the barriers. And when you go so far, don't go, okay, I've had enough. That's as far as I want to go. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Okay, God, I'm comfortable right here. Don't ask me to do anything else. I'm already singing. I'm already teaching Sunday school. I'm already doing this or I'm already doing that for you, and I'm putting up the barrier because I don't want to jerk, shake, roll, or speak in tongues. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? I don't want to do like Sister So-and-So. And sure enough, if you get the Holy Ghost, you probably will do like Sister So-and-So because you made fun of her. That's right. And if you're not careful, you're going to miss out on the greatest thing this side of heaven to enjoy. Salvation. There's nothing greater than salvation, and that's all you must have to be enter into heaven. You must be born again. Bottom line, there's nothing else you have to have to enter into heaven. You've got it all to get the ticket right there. I don't argue that. But you know what? Sometimes that shaking and that jerking, it helps a little bit. It feels pretty good when the Holy Ghost comes down and gets a hold of you like electricity moving through your body and you can't stand up no more. feels pretty good. I like it. I like it. You know, I'm going to tell myself one more thing. I'm going to tell myself, you know, people don't like to be slain in the Spirit. And I don't like to be pushed on. So if you pray for me, don't push on me because I don't like it. And if I pray for you, you think I'm pushing on you, you tell me because I don't like to do that. I think if, it, if God wants you laid on the floor, he'll lay you there. He's got the power to do it. I don't. I might be bigger than some of you and can push you down, but that's not God. But we had Ann Tucker come and, and preach revival. And people were being slain in the spirit. So I wouldn't let her pray for me. Uh-uh. I'm not going to go up there and lay on the floor in front of everybody. I didn't want to do that. So my sister-in-law, Jane, got reeled down in her back. Revival was over. And she had called and said that they were taking her to the emergency room to pray for her. So I told Pastor, see, at that time, I had never seen Pastor pray for anybody and they fell out in the spirit. So I felt safe. I said, I want to stand in for Jane, Brother Pruitt. She's going to the hospital and she's not well. I'm going to stand in for her. He says, okay. Jesus, boom! There I went. Just like a big house that fell down. And you know what? It was just like somebody took my picture and I just floated to the floor. I didn't feel it. Just floated it down there. Am I encouraging you to fall out in the Spirit? No. I'm encouraging you not to be afraid of what God has for you. Whatever it is, when you come up to be prayed for, don't brace your feet and say, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, I see it. I know. I know. And when you're hungry for what God has for you, get down and say, God, whatever it is, I don't care what happens. 
I don't care if I roll across the front of this church. Because when you get to the point where it doesn't matter about the flesh anymore, then you are usable by God. But until the point that you get your flesh laid aside and you get your pride out of the way, you have not come to the place of the high time. You are still making provisions for the flesh because your hair might get messed up. Don't pour that oil on my head because it'll mess my bangs up and I'll go out of here looking like a nut. I've had them say that. You know what? If you're looking like a nut for the Lord, it doesn't matter. Some of us look pretty nutty anyway. And you know what? There's no better place to be a fool than one for Jesus, if that's what you want to call us. I'm proud. I want to bear his marking with pride. I want to bear his cross with pride. Take up our cross daily. Die to this flesh. Mortify your flesh. Take up your cross and be willing because it's coming to a time they're making more fun of Christians now than ever before. And if you're not careful, you'll be stepping back a little bit to get away from where they're talking about him. And you'll be moving away from where the conversation is and you won't want to talk about Jesus no more. You may look like a real good piece of fruit on the outside, but you may be rotten on the inside if you're not careful. Let's all stand this evening. Pastor, I'm done. You know, I know it's getting a little late, but what she's talking about, see, I'd never went out on the Spirit of God, and I never like to see anybody push anybody down, and right up here, about 11 years ago, 12 years ago, I had been uh, staggering on the Spirit of God like a drunk man. And someone laid their hands on me, and when I woke up, I had my head under that seat over there, and I didn't have no idea where I was. I could hear voices, but you know what? I felt so good inside, I didn't really care. I, most of you have, not all of you, but some of you have drank whiskey or uh, alcohol to a place where you, you know, you just didn't care. Well, when you get filled up with the Holy Ghost, you don't really care what people think. You don't really care. It takes all the shame away from you. I don't know about you. But I was ashamed. I went to the altar like four times before I ever uh, was willing to pray. I just sat up on the altar. I mean, just kneeled up there and put my uh, hands, under, held my head up and wouldn't say a word. Finally, I said, if there's a God in heaven, I'm going to find him. I decided to go for it. And that's, that's what you have to do with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What do you think God's talking about there? He's give every one of us a mouth, most every one of us. Some of them's bigger than others, louder than others. But it's not, if the Spirit of God is not coming through you, you can just talk your brains out and it's not going to profit anything. In fact, it's going to hinder. But uh, sometimes you have to let God and you have to let him move out of your body into other people. I thank God that this young man came tonight. And I'm glad this church is open. Meaning if you have a need, come when you feel that you can get deliverance. You know what? what Sue was saying. There's loads of people in the church, in the churches. I, you're, you're not going to like me for saying this. There's loads of people in the churches that's devil-possessed. 
You might not like for me saying that. You might say I'm being judgmental. Well, they're possessed because they're ashamed of Christ. If somebody, if the Spirit of God moved in that church, it'd scare them to death. I remember here. I often wondered why Landon Sexton came here. I, I feel like I know now. He woke up some people and told them not to be afraid. Not to be afraid. Listen, there's lots of things that happens to people in life. I remember three people standing there in the back. Somebody went out on the Spirit of God, and this is what they did. They walked out that door, and they haven't been back since. I knew that it got to them. I would like to go tell them, come on back, we'll never do that again. But I'm, I'm never going to tell them that. We're going to do it again and again if God moves that way. If he doesn't move that way, we'll just go along with the Spirit. That's what I think a church ought to do, is go with the Spirit of God. You got it, you got it all figured in your heart. Most every one of us has got it down just exactly like we think it ought to go. Believe you me, you don't have a monopoly on God. You do not know what God's going to do with you the next day if you truly love God. When I went out on the Spirit, I went home, and every button on my uh, coat was in my pocket. I didn't even know I, I lost the buttons, and I accused Brother Bob Finch of taking the buttons and picking them up off the floor and putting them in my pocket. And he said, I never even seen any buttons. I didn't know what happened. But you know something? It's not about that, like Sue said. We're trying to win souls. But if you're afraid of God, if you're afraid to pray and seek God's face, you'll get so far and then you'll stop. Tonight, turn loose of tradition. Tradition's good if you've got it settled right in your heart. But you might have a tradition that's no Bible in it whatsoever. And it'll come ahead of the Bible sometimes. I quoted this morning, I did not know why, but I quoted when the Holy Ghost came. You know what? They spake with tongues. There was tongues like fire set up on each of them. And the whole place was filled, and they all spake with tongues. And they said, these people are drunk. And Peter stood up and said, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. Then he said, this is that, which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your daughters shall prophesy. A lot of religion says that's preaching. It's right in Joel. Read it for yourself. It said they'll prophesy. Let me tell you, we've got everything figured out to where that if a woman speaks or if things happen, we make a judgment call. You ever hear that? God will get you for that? You can judge but you better give a righteous judgment when you make a judgment call. That's enough. Now, do you want to pray? While they sang something, come right on if you want to pray. But don't be afraid.
to pray. Come right on up and pray with these. Every one of you that feels that you need to come up and pray. If you don't need to pray for yourself, pray for these.